Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is the author of the, the book Ransom Notes. She's the subject of the documentary Ransom Notes. She is uh, the the owner of a Roku channel, and uh, and that is faith-based like uh, so much others. And you can see the visual Ransom Notes that we do uh, once a month there, and you can see the documentary. And, uh, and soon you'll be seeing a lot of different um, – Types of material there, and uh, and things from some uh, some very talented um, uh, faith-based people and and religious figures. Uh, but without further ado, let me bring in our host each and every week, Kathy Ransom. Kathy, how are you? I'm fine, Frank. But it sounds like maybe you have just a little cold today. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I I've been down for uh, for a, a little while here, but not too bad. And uh, just uh, I'm I'm negative for COVID. I thought immediately you think COVID, but uh, not too bad. All in all, I'm I'm getting better. The good Lord's taking well, care of me. That, that's that's wonderful, and it's good to uh, to speak with you. Uh, you know, this is one of my favorite times of the year. As you probably know, I love music, particularly yep. um, classical and quality music. And I don't know about you, but uh, this weekend. I've had two wonderful experiences with uh, beautiful music. The one of the local choirs that incorporate, incorporates lots of citizens in our community uh, did the Messiah at the Cathedral on Friday on Saturday night. It was just wonderful. The the uh, acoustics in the in the cathedral lend themselves to quality and beautiful music. Handel did such a great job, and yeah. I could I could hear it two or three times every season. And then yesterday afternoon on Sunday, we went over to a local church where they were doing vespers. Their own choir was singing a, a number of songs, most of which I did not know at all. But in the atmosphere, it was wonderful. There was a woman's trio. It just I don't know. It just makes my heart beat joyful. Do you enjoy music in 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 the holiday season? Especially, uh, especially in the holiday season, I I love music uh, all year round. But when you say Handel's Messiah, I uh, you know I just get a certain feeling that I I feel like you, you, it has to be the Christmas time um, to to hear that. And, and if I hear it. Uh, or, or I play it any other time. It's just a little, little bit different. But boy, I love it. I, I love Christmas music. I love uh, uh, faith-based music, and, um, and and uh, and you know, and especially religious Christmas music. I love. Well, I hope our audience has an opportunity to hear the kind of music that that is joyful. And there's lots of music that's not faith-based over the holiday, and that's that's great. You know, I remember singing Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and, sure. you know, I did my share of that. But I hope each of us take a few moments to also celebrate this special time of the year with listening to some music that uh, it may be jazz or rock and roll or, or contemporary or classic from years to years, but it's just a chance to celebrate, and that's great. But changing the subject quite a bit, I am... Um, 
read a fact yesterday, or a few days ago, Frank, that really disturbed me. It was a report from the from Barna Research, which I I trust pretty well that that their information is as accurate as research can ever really be. Mm-hmm. And the and the quote was this, Frank, and I'll be interested in knowing, thinking about your reaction. Thirty eight percent of the U.S. pastors or ministers have thought about quitting oh full time ministry in the past year. 38%. Now, that doesn't say they would get totally out of the ministry. It said they would quit full-time. What's your, what, what do you think when you see that? Well, it's, it's heartbreaking, and, uh, and what it goes back to is, is uh, what you discovered coming back from um, uh, Amsterdam at that time, one of, the, uh, one of the bad memories that you had or the bad pieces of information uh, uh, on a beautiful trip was that um, – you know, Amsterdam and uh, the Netherlands in general, and maybe um, uh, it was a reflection uh, of Europe that religion uh, was was on a downturn, and and people were losing faith in uh, in in God and re- certainly organized religion. And I think this is just a this is a symptom of it, or this is a consequence of uh, of that. And uh, I just think it's terrible. And I think this is exactly what we don't need. Um, we need, you know, people to, uh, to, to rise up and, and want to get involved. Uh, but it's easy for me to say I'm not I'm not a preacher myself. And but it's um, it's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that uh, that we could hear a statistic and, you, and you're giving it from a very credible source. It's, it's heartbreaking. Well, I, I, I agree and I think we do need to think about it. I think sometimes we read a, a statistic like this and we say, oh, well, it's not my pastor. And yet I know uh, our own ministers uh, in took a, a few days off yes, last week to do a retreat, a very thoughtful retreat, uh, where they had professional help to help them uh, overcome some uh, discouragements, and I, I don't know what was in each of their heads, but they obviously felt that it was a wonderful opportunity, which brings me to my second piece of this, is that I think each of us need to open up our eyes, Frank, and look more closely at some of our religious leaders and what is their life like. I, I don't know what we need to particularly think, but there's got to be some things we can do as the support team in the pew. And one of it certainly probably deals with financials, sometimes small congregations and even larger ones forget that, uh, yes, the Lord provides manna, but that's really sort of spiritual bread. They still need to have money for food for their family, for schooling, for homes, rent, whatever it might be, probably we as congregations need to take a second look at what, how are we supporting them financially. But money isn't the only answer. I think sometimes we all get grumpy. We complain. I don't know at your church, do you ever complain about music too loud, too soft, too fast, building too cold, too hot, sermon too short, too long, too funny, not serious enough, or too serious? Uh, and 
am sure that they need a gigantic umbrella over their head to keep being spattered with some of our complaints. Yeah. I, I may be wrong. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it seems thankless uh, after a while, and, and it's got to be very discouraging. And then when we think about this time of the year, gifts are not the only thing that help take care of discouragement. But the fact that maybe you took them a plate of cookies or a gift card to a local restaurant or shop where you know they enjoy going, where they can buy a little something special that they really want or need, uh, whether it's a gift card or, or a food or inviting them to dinner at your home, just to, again, to let them know that you care about them. And, but sometimes they just need things that are really special for their own family because, yes, they love the Lord, and yes, they love their church, and yes, they love their job, but they also have a responsibility to a spouse, to children, uh, maybe debts that they still need to pay from school. We hear about, you know, loans. So I guess my wish to each of us, <clears throat> including me, that I remember to do something special at this time of the year, in addition to just a Christmas card, that might let them know, you know, guys and gals, and we have guys and gals on our staff, yeah. um, I really appreciate you. And I'm sorry, I probably forget to tell you, although I work hard at trying to say thank you for little things I see them do. So, you know, let's 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 just sort of hope that our audience takes the thinking and goes home and applies it to their own their own group of ministers. You think that's a good idea? I, I think it's I think it's wonderful, and you know, it's uh, it's something we do, and uh, we we try to. We try to encourage that, uh, but you know the the point that you made earlier, as far as uh, the complaints, uh, you know, sometimes we we become uh, so focused on our own situation that we're not uh, we're not seeing the uh, you know the old expression the the forest through the trees, and we may complain to our ministers, our pastors, our priests, our, you know, rabbis, even for the for the Jewish folks, and not realizing that we could be pushing them uh, away or discouraging them or encouraging them to, uh, to leave or retire sooner. And uh, that's that's really the biggest problem is finding good young men and women that want to go into the uh, to, to ministry. And um, yes, I mean, anything we can do as far as bringing uh, bringing some encouragement financially is, is, is a big thing. I mean, it's people don't like talking about it people don't like saying oh well you know uh we, we got to take care of the folks financially let's let's face it uh, they're human beings and they're underpaid for what they do the the burdens that they they have on their shoulders these folks and uh and and the bulk of them i know there are some that are living high off the hog somewhere and you know whatever uh but l let's face it the majority of these folks are are not living well and they're not uh then well they're not living as well as the doctors and lawyers and and let's face it they're they're doing the same thing for our souls and our our well-being spiritually as the doctors are, are doing for our our health i 
I, I think that that makes a good prayer for each of us to think about. And uh, uh, and I really don't think it's totally money. I think sometimes it's that they really just need to know that uh, despite the fact that we we as as a group tend to complain, uh, let's balance it at least with uh, uh, thoughtful, kind, and considerate and courteous uh, support. I, I, I don't know. I, I just sort of guess that even you, as long as you've been in your job on the radio and interviewing people, that occasionally it's nice if somebody said, hey, you know, Frank, I think you're really doing a good job. I got something out of one of your guests the other day that caused me to think. Or, Frank, you know, please have X more often. Uh, they just fill my life with love or joy or information or things that I disagree with, and it makes my head really think, and that's good, Frank, Frank, or whatever it is. I just have a feeling you appreciate a comment of, of kindness, and it, it, it wasn't the dollar you needed. It was that you needed their, their thoughts that appreciate it. And I, I think most workers do. Yeah, 100%. You know, there is no question. It's lovely to hear, and it always is. It's always nice to hear a nice word. Yep. So, as we conclude today, <clears throat> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I have, I found the other day a whole list of Christmas questions about about the 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 birth of the Savior and 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 all that's associated with that. Okay, so. I'll, I'll put the parameters around the questions. And it's amazing how many things that we sort of think are really true may be true, but we may not have support for them. So I've got a couple for you uh, that uh, let's see how you come up. I give you th- I'll give you five choices. Okay. How, ma- how did Mary and Joseph travel to Bethlehem? And now I'll read the choices. How did they get there? Because, you know, that's where he was born. He being Jesus. A, by camel. B, by donkey. C, did they walk? D, by bus. E, Joseph walked and Mary rode a donkey. Or F, who knows? Well, I, 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 I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Joseph walked and Mary uh, uh, was on a donkey, but I, I'm I'm not very confident about that answer, and and maybe um, uh, m- maybe who knows might be the answer, but uh, I'm going to go with Joseph walked and Mary was on a donkey, but I'm not sure they could afford a donkey. Well, uh, they might have afforded a donkey, and, and it could have even been a, a great carpenter. Joseph might have been, and he made a bunch of money. We don't know, <laughs> and that's the answer. We don't know. Yeah, the, the scriptures themselves. Uh, how do we make up these kind of answers, or that we think maybe it was a donkey, or or they walked? Uh, we, historians would go back into that time and see how people basically traveled, how the Jews basically got to Bethlehem to uh, to worship or to pay their taxes at different places. And so we, the odds are that they probably did some walking and they probably had a donkey, but the scriptures do not tell us. Wow. So, but it's still fun to think that Joseph had to walk and Mary got to ride because she had a baby on the way. But we don't know. Okay, question number two. 
this one's this one's an interesting one. Jesus was delivered in a stable. B a manger. C a cave. D a barn. E unknown. Now maybe it's a trick question, but I manger is uh, is my answer. But uh, I'm wondering if um, I'm I'm wondering if. He was born in the barn and then was laid in the manger, you know, to uh, to rest. But I'm going with manger. Well, once again, the scriptures don't tell us. Oh, wow. We we just have to use that there was no room in the inn, wow. but we don't know where else they might have gone. They very uh, actually, there are many who think it was very likely would have been a cave that was in the area. I guess, you know, not maybe giant caves like we think of today, but, you know, sort of small niches in the rock where sometimes beasts and and animals were stayed or stashed. Uh, And it could have been a stable. They could have made up an official manger. Odds are he did, even though he was a carpenter, probably he didn't make a literal manger. He probably was in the straw but but we don't know. We just know that he came, that Jesus came. Uh, it actually, this is the, the really interesting part, and I guess I sometimes forget it. Odds are, it was probably April or May yeah. of the year when he was born, as opposed to uh, December. But uh, this is that's the day we've established as as a time to remember and the point is it isn't so much when we should sing happy birthday and give him a birthday it's cake yeah. it's, it's right it's that we do that but it's also funny we have here at concordia some patio homes around the edge of the the group um, facility and there's this beautiful display in the front of one of the homes and they have mary and joseph kneeling down but they have the 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 statue or the object that represents jesus they have him in a their their fur fur bush you know they got a little shrub that's you know some kind of pine or fur or whatever and they have they have the the, the jesus statue cuddled down in in the in the, in the bush and it is so cute and it sort of makes you think of straw in the informal way that he might have been. And anyway, but always good to uh, stop and remember. And the important thing is we need to remember through all of this, of course, is the closing, is that uh, regardless of the day in which he was born or how his parents got there or how he was delivered, that's not important. It's the fact that God sent him, and today we can celebrate him. Wow. Well, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. And do you have do you have a final thought, or is that your final thought? That's my final. All I right. put you on the spot. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone, and we thank everyone for listening each and every week and, and watching once a month. And uh, we're going to encourage everyone to uh, to go to Roku uh, and, and go to Catherine Vision. It's not really called that. It's called Messages of Faith and Renewal. And uh, it's a faith-based channel with Kathy Ransom. It's a work in progress. And soon you're going to be seeing uh, different folks and and different messages coming there. But it's all faith-based. It's all very positive. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. Merry Christmas. (laughs) 
You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.